This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. The Obama administration has taken a lot of heat for a Middle East policy that critics see as naive. The current focus is Syria, where U.S. policy remains more or less stuck in the same place it was three years ago. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by intelligence reporter Ryan Lucas. In your cover story for CQ Weekly, you paint a picture of a White House that's tried to keep Syria at arm's length, with the result being a civil war that has no end in sight. That's right. Um... I spoke with uh, around a dozen administration officials, uh, former administration officials, and the picture that emerges is of a White House that never wanted to do enough to, to really tip the scales of the conflict uh, or end up owning the conflict, but it did just enough to be able to talk about trying to actively resolve the conflict. And so what you see are a lot of promises, and those promises were, in many cases, not fulfilled. Um, you know, they, they said that they would provide arms, and then the arms were slow in coming. Um, they said that they would uh, provide uh, greater support. Greater support was slow in coming. And so it's, it's been a consistent problem over the course of, of the past four years. Uh, you're right that Obama's team believed the Arab Spring would force out Syrian strongman Bashar al-Assad, as it did Omar Gaddafi in Libya and Hosni Mubarak in Egypt. But how was Syria different? Well, there was a, a, a kind of long-running debate within the White House about whether they should call for, for Assad to step down. Um, and that was, was a source of tension between the State Department and, and the White House. The White House was quite insistent that um, Obama should come out and make a statement. Uh, the White House uh, thought that the president was coming under a lot of pressure from the press, in particular, um, to make a statement, uh, a very forceful statement about Assad's position. Uh, and the State Department, uh, many people within the State Department were saying, well, you know, we should, we should be, be careful here because if you say that, that, that he has to go, that becomes U.S. policy and you need to make that happen. And there was no strategy in place at the time to actually do that. The conflict shifted gears in 2013 after a chemical weapons attack, but Congress didn't want to endorse action. That's right, they didn't. So you, you, you had that massive chemical weapons attack uh, on the suburbs of, of Damascus, and what Obama did is, is threaten punitive airstrikes against the Assad regime. And at the last minute, he decided to take that decision to Congress. Uh, and you had voices within Congress, particularly Senator McCain, Senator Graham, who wanted a more forceful line on Syria. But the broader congressional thinking, and, and that was reflected to a large extent in the American public, was we don't want to get involved. And ultimately, that... If, if Congress had, had voted on it, as, as was planned, the vote likely would have been uh, a vote of no. Uh, instead, Obama kind of found a, a loophole and a way out with the, the chemical weapons agreement that uh, was reached with Assad with the help of, of 
Russia. You write about the administration's reluctance to train a Syrian opposition force. Uh, tell us who were the leading skeptics in the White House. The leading skeptics uh, for many years, particularly when, when the idea was first floated to covertly arm and train the Syrian rebels uh, back in 2012, the main skeptics were Susan Rice, who was the UN ambassador at the time, John Brennan, who was a Homeland Security Advisor at the time, and Dennis McDonough, uh, who was a Deputy National Security Advisor. And the reluctance within the White House, within not want to get involved, they thought that that was, that was a slippery slope. Um, and ultimately, what the U.S. could bring to bear would not dictate the outcome of the conflict. And it's kind of a circular argument. So the U.S. is now deploying special forces in Syria. What should we read into that? This fits into what has become the main obsession of the U.S. in Syria, which is the Islamic State. Uh, these forces are not being deployed to take on the Assad regime. These are forces that are being deployed to help organize local Syrian rebels uh, and Kurdish forces, uh, most likely. Regardless what happens, 250,000 people have been killed in this conflict. There's more than 4 million refugees. Will this be a black spot on Obama's legacy? I think that there's a very good chance that it, that it will be. If you, if you look at the fallout, um, the impact that that has had on countries neighboring Syria, um, Iraq, Turkey, Jordan, Lebanon, and then also the, the, the conflict that has you know, spilled over into Iraq, the, the rise of the Islamic State, the impact of, of refugees on, on Europe now, all of that is going to be you know, something that it will be a, a hypothetical. You know, if the U.S. had addressed this earlier, could this all have been, been stopped or you know, could it at least have been minimized? That's a question that I think is probably going to haunt this administration. I think that there, there were reasons that they made the decisions that they did. I think that in many cases they were, they were understandable. They were logical decisions that were made. But this is also an administration that, that came in saying that it would end conflicts in the Middle East. All of that taken together um, you know, fueled his, his, his reluctance. But there certainly is, is an argument to be made that in the long run, people can, can look back and say, you know, maybe, maybe this is going to be that one issue hanging over his, his foreign policy achievements uh, and his administration's achievements um, with which people will be able to, to batter him. You can read Ryan Lucas on the White House's Syria policy in CQ Weekly. I'm Adriel Bettelheim, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CQ Now.